if you start thinking about it too much as you're painting, you end up messing up a little bit more. You can feel in that regard. To me, I feel like the less you think about what you're about to do as far as painting it, then... That's, a, that's about the process, though. And failure is going to be part of it. Things, just like in life, don't go your way. And as creator, you have to roll right through that. All right, so I've talked about it before. The internet, such a great place to find other creatives. And recently, I came across the Rolling Pin podcast. I checked out an episode. I liked the flavor of it. It had a good rhythm. Thank you. And Gary Foods, he's here. And he was asking some heavy questions on this podcast. And it was about art. And I said, hey, let's record. Let's distribute. I like what you're doing. So we're going, we're going to do that. And we're going to amplify our microphone. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I want to say thank you first for having me on here. I really do appreciate that. And um, what intrigued me about El Santos is his art. So that's how we connected. I saw that he painted a wrestler and it uh, caught my attention because I share art on my uh, page, the Rolling Pin podcast, for the other artists out there who are doing wrestling art. Um, he had a piece, it was a nice piece, and that's how we connected. Um, on the other half of that, I'm, you asked me how I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Thank you for that. Yeah, I I love because um, I think you saw a Bill Goldberg piece. You commented on it, and then the next day you shared it, and that um, of course catches another person's attention. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I do that too. And I was thinking about that before we got on here. I remember this conference I went to as a photographer. Um, that's one of my past lives. And the speaker was talking about how she was at like a portfolio review and it was her and a few other photographers and then they would look at each other's work and they would just be silent. And she said that was killing her, you know, because everybody was just like, you know, they, they wouldn't say anything. And so finally she's like, that is beautiful work. And then mm -hmm. the whole room starts talking. And, I mean, was she like a was she like a, a was she like a powerful person or like who was she like? She no, just, it she's just it's just a bunch of artists. They've got their work out, mm -hmm. but at the moment the room is just silent. And this this happens this happens with creatives, you know. They're just like, I mean, maybe she was probably like you know really analyzing the details of it and seeing how it made her feel before she made that statement of it's beautiful. Well, no, yeah, what, what she was getting at is that why wasn't anyone saying anything? Because mm -hmm. once she said that, the whole room had an opinion. The whole room is like, yeah, that is cool. Mm -hmm. And I've learned to do that in person. That was a key moment in my career. That was a long time ago. But I realized, especially during this pandemic, that I probably don't do that enough online. I mean, I do it, I share... But I love the segment you were doing where you're uh, you were just putting up 
other people's artwork and you devoted a whole segment to that. And I actually was going to talk to you about that on this yeah. podcast because I think, you know, Gary Foods and I, <laughs> we, we should make a movement out of this. You know? I'll give you a uh, total props, but I was thinking, you know, next week I want to start a segment where I just pick out people that I see around my social media, throw them up there. I will, of course, put Gary Foods up there. I like your art, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I like yours, too. But I, I think we should, uh, I, I would like to credit it and um, make it make it the Gary Foods movement. <laughs> well, I mean, not just not just my movement. It's really about um, everybody else's artwork. Yeah. So I know that sharing everybody's artwork is just as important as me sharing my own. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's just like, what's the point of you just having yours? You're not looking at somebody else's and seeing how they do it from their perspective or their viewpoint. You know what I mean? You don't have, that's how you gonna have a conversation with somebody around that, you know? Well, and, and that's, I say it again and again, that's what art is. It's a conversation. So the question you were asking is, um, can you fail at art? Yeah. Can you talk about that some more? Yeah, I was asking, can you fail at art? That was one of my um, questions I asked people who do wrestling art on my Instagram. I asked, can you fail art? And a lot of people said no, but the reason why I was asking is because um, I failed art in high school. And is that really a is that really a course that you know you should really be failing at? I don't think so. I don't think art. I think when you step into the classroom, it's more like just let it go where it need to go. That, you know? tell, tell me about. How did that teacher? How did that teacher make that assessment? How did she um, say? I, I probably got to take accountability for some of it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> for real, I don't want to blame it all the way on her. You know, I, 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 I ask because, because I was kicked out of art class. Um, <laughs> I had some disciplinary issues a little bit, but you know, I don't know. I hope people don't correlate that to my artwork. You know, what I mean? I we, think I, we we seem to come from a similar place. Um, <laughs> it's well, there's a natural rebelliousness to art, but I, I think I think the question is great, and so yeah, I, I took time to think about your direct question, the way you were phrasing it, and I don't think I think you can fail in the way that you approach art. Mm. Art is about everyone's voice and how you're using that for expression you know to the canvas are you saying to the canvas or are you saying just what type of art are you speaking of like the paint just creation oh in general yeah i mean there, there's different formats mm -hmm. even uh even what we're doing the podcast there's an art to it if you start to listen to some of these cats that are making content some of them are really masterful pieces. Um, even uh, anything, anything that involves expression, you know, can you fail in the act of making that? No. Yeah, I think you can fail. I think you can fail if you um, you can fail if you um, think about it too much. I think what if you start thinking about it too much as you're painting, you end up messing up a little bit more. You can fail in that regard. To me, I feel like the less you think about what you're about to do as far as painting it, 
that's, that's about the process though and failure is going to be part of it things just like in life don't go your way and as creator you have to roll right through that true. you know um i um i mean i i think back so i forget how long i've been doing this how long i've been making art how long i've been making a living at it and my apprehensions are different than they were when i was a younger man a younger artist mm-hmm. um and so i, I I'm realizing lately, especially uh, doing these conversations that I've lost touch with those, some of those apprehensions, you know, um, or some. What's, yeah. the dif- what's the difference? What's your difference between your art now versus um, it back then? Like, have you changed up anything since um, you were younger up until now? Yeah, I mean, you, with age, you naturally get more confident. I'm not worried about anything anymore as far as uh, criticism, narrative. I go in here and I make what I want. You know, you and I connect on the wrestling art level. Mm-hmm. That's one subset of my projects. I like that. And, and um, for me, I just feel that you, you get deeper into your career and you learn to organize it more. The The number one thing for me is you have to do what makes you happy. You know, that is why I have a whole yeah. section devoted to, to wrestling because that's something that I love. And I, agree. I, I grew up uh, loving it. I still, I still mainly watch the older product um, oh, as far as what the WWF or which one? What's just what, what era? Did, what era are you currently watch or, or did you watch the most? I bounce around and then you know I'll peep in to see what the the new product is. But I'm just it's such a long history. I was actually listening mm-hmm. to a, a podcast, uh, Matt Miscellaneous, and so he's starting this podcast in the 1870s in the USA when wrestling started. And so it goes, it goes it, back into the past, like and then he like does yeah. like, the, like he dresses up as the like. How far does it go? Well, to what extent? No, it's it's a it's a it's an audio podcast. Oh, so you. it's the history of it, and he's okay. going very in detail right now. He's he just did the first episode, and I, I just listened to it tonight. But it's January through March in 1870, and these were the first I think matches that we have documentation of that were on a card and had press and um so I'm going historic he's going historic with it so there's there's just such a deep past to look at you know and that's what's cool about the wwe network is um most of that is archived there yeah so i'll bounce yeah i'll bounce around eras you know sometimes i'll be watching stuff from the 70s i wish there was even more vintage matches like how far how far back like black and white far back like how far back like, that would be awesome i would love to watch that uh, yeah, like even um, <laughs> yeah like i don't know if you saw the uh like bret hart's um his kind of anthology i guess that they did 
But there was I seen the um I seen the Bret Hart. Uh, I don't know if it was the thirty for thirty, but it was the history of how Bret Hart kind of got his start on the Stu Hart and um yeah. went through that whole progression into the WWE all the way to when Vince McMahon how he, how he had trust with Vince McMahon all the way but to the point of him not having trust with Vince McMahon anymore. Um, after the whole Montreal school job incident, they had all of that on there. You know what I mean? They kind of showed like how it was affecting him at home, like it's you know, you know, at home, yeah, life and whatnot. But he, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, uh, now, well, th- this was a collection of matches, and there was one of him and Dynamite Kid, and it was a really long match, but mm-hmm. it was fascinating to watch because it was just a different era, and they the product was different versus today's is different and it's interesting in its own way. I got you. It's its own art that, you know, that it all folds together. There's a reason you and I are drawn to this. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's spectacle. It's an art. It, these are um, people who take on superhero personas and go out there and take ridiculous risks to entertain us. <laughs> I mean, so how how long have you been uh, painting, like, and and what made you what made you um, say, hey, I'm gonna start paying homage and putting this to paint? I say like 2020 was the start of me actually painting, painting with like a paintbrush and and like you know really get serious about it. But as far as drawing, that's to answer your question. But drawing from forever and I kind of like transitioned drawing into painting, you know what I mean? I try to make that switch and I start painting with the paintbrush. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, that's awesome. I um. That's how it starts, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if you, was drawing as a, if you was drawing as a kid and you knew that's something that you was able to do, um, that you was pleased with your work back then, it's like, uh, you know, it's one thing you don't want to get rid of yeah. As you get older, you know, it's like, what happened to that? You don't want to ask that question. Yeah. So uh, what are, are you, you make the pieces, are you marketing them? Are you trying to sell them or? No, I'm not looking to you, sell. That wasn't my goal coming in with the art. I, yeah. wasn't, I wasn't looking to sell anything. You know what I mean? As far as what I created. Now, if somebody asks now, that's another story. That's a whole, nobody's really asking anything like that, but I haven't really been trying to solicit any art pieces because I just wouldn't and I, I asked the question because because I see you I see you creating and what happens is you build up a museum of your own work and so it'll be a consideration soon if you keep yeah. it at, at this mean, pace <laughs> thank you and I mean that I, that I, that is how that's how it starts Gary <laughs> I, I see I'm looking at yours in the background you got you got a lot of pieces of yourself in the background so this is a small section and a friend of mine taught me that you should build your inventory up because then if somebody asks you to do a show you have a show ready to go it's not mm, a problem I got you. if you want to go out to market you have a bunch of inventory during this time i'm learning that i have the inventory is really nice because what i'm doing is marketing it online and it's like having a stock reservoir of artwork that if somebody buys it, I just go and find it wherever I store it, put it in the mail, and it's off. And they're, how, many pieces, they're going, how many pieces would you say you had? I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, uh, 
as far as um, like just any all the pieces that you have as far as canvas work um, your piece do you, would you know or do you like have inventory to that level or is it just like i collect because i don't know how many pieces i have i should count yeah no i um i don't i know how many pieces i have listed online and that's around it's nearing 400 i got you that are online um as far as how many pieces I actually have, I don't know because uh, pre-COVID was a different place. Uh, I was out there, I was doing shows. And so, you know, you just constantly produce, take it to the shows. Um, and and really with, like I'm, I'm a single father of uh, three children, five and under and um, so yeah, inventory and that type of stuff just got put behind. <laughs> and uh, and I don't know, it just wasn't a priority. Uh, that's what I like about selling stuff online is um, it kind of forces you to do that. Yeah, it makes it easier too. Yeah, much, yeah. much. And it's it's cool because um, like I, I ship things all over the world. Um, and I wasn't doing that last, uh, or, you know, pre-COVID. I wasn't doing that as much. Yeah, um, COVID changing the game. But, how, how everybody's doing things. But, but, but I'm, war- I'm warning you, if you if you continue this art making, um, you're going to start shipping stuff, Gary. So be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's, in the, if it's in the calling cards. It's your, your know, stuff's cool. I yeah, like it. If it's so, in the calling cards, then so be it. But, you know. Thank it will you. not be long. I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about the podcast then. So you started making this stuff, but it, it wasn't necessarily to sell. Um, what, what was, um, what was the interest in, it's, it's a wrestling theme podcast, but it has an art slant to it. And like I said, you're asking really cool questions. And I encourage that because I think um, it's great. It's a great part of the conversation. Yeah, I never, uh, I never um, like really knew what the channel all my energy into to be efficient, you know, as far as uh, like what industry or whatnot that really intrigued me. But then uh, wrestling came to my attention for various reasons. Um, some of mine, some some others, you know what I mean? Mostly mine, you know what I mean? And I just remember back, like, I used to watch wrestling with my great-grandmother, but not all wrestling with my great-grandmother. It was more so with the video games. She watched me play video games. Um, that was WrestleMania 2000. Got right here. I don't know. Hopefully, I was right here, WrestleMania 2000. That's why I keep it on my desk. This is where it really... <laughs> I started for me, my great grandmother, like really uh, watch me play. That's, I used to hit pause and like watch and like do one move, but like I would have to call her from all the way on the other side of the house to show her one move. And it took her like 30 minutes to get from one side of the place to the <laughs> other side to see a five second move. You know what I mean? So that's my number one. That's my main motivator for why I started 2020 as far as COVID. Um, really got me pushed in that direction. You know what I mean? Because um, I thought we were going to be trapped in the, in the 
and wherever we reside. You know, I thought they were going to be like, no more outside world. We didn't know how serious it was going to be. You know what I mean? And I thought it was going to be serious. I said, I can't just sit around just on the couch when COVID is going on like, and the world shutting down. I need to be doing something to make sure that we, you know what I'm saying, keep shit alive, keep shit going. You know what I mean? So I started the Rolling Pin Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think um, so many things like this creatively have emerged from this time. I keep saying that this will be like a renaissance period of, of creativity. There will be so much that comes out um, because we're, I guess it's not what, I don't know, I, I'm still keeping quarantine to a degree yeah so social distancing and all that my focus is all on this um so like so much more than before and i didn't it makes you think you know did i really need to do all that other stuff and like everyone's got their head in this space even the idea of commuting and cars and you know what i mean yeah, I mean, well, I, I say that to say, you know, it's just all about where you put your attention because when the world was open, beaches, going to the beach was nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Going to the beach was nice, going to the movies was nice too. That's all nice stuff, but when you can't do it, you got to adapt to other nice shit, you know, so. Well, and that's the thing about adaptability. All this stuff is nice too. It's nice that you put together the Rolling Pin podcast. Thank you. you. I, Thank I you. love... I'm like, I love that. That wouldn't, that maybe wouldn't exist otherwise. I say that to myself all the time. Your head and your attention would have been somewhere else. And um, so we, I think in a strange way, we owe some gratitude to the situation. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. I can't even lie. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So um, the process of painting, that, that's pretty recent for you. What, what was it like to dig into that first piece? Do you remember? Um, the first piece I did was um, Macho Man Randy Savage. And um, I got to say, like, when I first did it, I, uh, to transition from the sketch pad over to the canvas, I started with a pencil first. You know what I mean? Because I thought that it would be the easiest way to kind of get the image that I need on the canvas in the most comfortable way that I know how. You know what I mean? So I, I started with a pencil and I just did it that way. And then I really focused more so on the coloring piece of painting first. You know what I mean? Like trying to really play with the color to see how you can get a face out of something with different tones. You know what I mean? And that's what I did for the first one. <laughs> that was my that was my transition. So it was it was comfortable as far as the drawing. The coloring was more so what I was practicing on. That's kind of what I'm continuously trying to work on. But was it um was it magic? Were you hooked? <laughs> um I was pretty surprised with the, the with the way it came out. So I say, yeah, look, this was good. Then I then I shared it and everybody else was like, yeah, that's nice. So I was like, yeah, well, there it is. <laughs> and I was like, let me just keep doing it, see how see how good I get. Yeah, that that feeling never goes away. 
And that's what I love about creating. It's like you make something and um, you, you look at it for whatever moment. And then it's like, what's next? <laughs> yeah. It's good, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you, I'm glad you found that. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Wouldn't be here if I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what, what is the, um, and I'm asking as somebody who created a, a podcast as well, what, what do you see the, uh, the vision? Did you have an initial vision or? Man, my vision really just be to start and, you know, see, um, because really when it's, what, a, what a podcast is about is talking about current events. So it's more so about living in the present and focusing on the current. More so than anything, it's always good to have a long-term uh, goal in mind, but I kind of keep those in the back of my head while I work day-to-day, you know what I mean? So that's why I stay. I, I, think, I think what's interesting about, yeah. you're talking about the podcast as an art form. Mm-hmm. What is so interesting about it is that all of them are little bits of expression. I was, uh, because I, I started to, to listen to more of them. And so there was one on Richard Simmons. You know mm-hmm. who that is? That's the, uh, is that the um, guy who do the exercises? Yeah, with the, yeah. the wacky, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, this will be hilarious. And I mean, the, the guy was, or he is quite a character. And this is about how one day he just closed shop and never talked to the rest of the world. And no one's heard from him since. That was about four years ago. And so this guy um, is doing the investigative work. There's interviews. And by the end of it, he says, it was very powerful. He says, I thought I was making this piece about Richard Simmons, but really it was about why he was missing Richard Simmons because he knew him, it, it seems somewhat. And the idea that somebody would just cut off the world like that was traumatizing to him and to Richard's audience. So when we make these things, when we put these things out there, they're an extension of ourself. We can talk about the world, but we're still talking about it from our um, perspective. Yours, I love, like it said, it has its own flavor. The more you do it, the more it'll it'll grow. Um, and it, in the process of making these things, um, like I, I, I was kind of like you, I just like, I just wanted to put this thing out there. And it's weird to put, just like you put the artwork out, you put it out, we put ourselves out there and it starts to create something. And yeah. isn't I mean, that wild? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as long as you put yourself out there and not be a fool about it, then, you know, right. Everything, right. everything's good, you know what I mean? Well, I'm a really positive person. Yeah. I, mean, I think as long as you roll with that. Um, yeah. It really is yeah, the art speaking for itself, you know what I mean? Honestly, like, I, cons- I, I would consider that similar to somebody who told me that they read books all the time. 
same way you got the art in the background. You know what I mean? Like you got something that you really focus on. Well, it's all it's all related. You know what we do is narrative. Um, we're telling a story, even if it's just a representation of somebody. You know, um, we're making marks with our voices, and that's um, that's what makes all of it really cool. What do you what do you think of the uh, encouraging other artists to um, showcase other artists? You think we can make that a movement? Yeah, I think if you're doing it from a genuine place, it could definitely be a movement. If you get off here today and you say, Man, I'm going to just share people's artwork, like, they'll be happy with well, that. You know what I mean? You, you'll see a segment pop up for me next week, and um, it will, um, I'm going to give props to Gary Foods, <laughs> the Rolling Pin Podcast, and uh, say, That's I'm just showing, I'm showing love to these people. And then I'm going to start doing that every week, and uh, I'm going to encourage other people to do the same. Because um, that's uh, that's how we all get stronger, and that's how um, a lot of my career has been. I I, I can't um, I can't fathom who started the idea that being an artist is limited to being a hobby. Man, it is what you make it. This is a career if you want it to be. Now it doesn't have to be. But for those who think about doing something they don't want to do versus that thing, I think that all artists, we have this uh, un uneasiness about not expressing. <laughs> we need that to come out. We need that to go out into the world. And um, I think what you did was, was really cool you know thank you <laughs> so man i encourage it and i, I love the energy definitely it's nice to I, meet you you know what i mean i yeah, hope yeah. that our conversations help each other out you know yeah. what I mean? at the end of the day well, well we'll converse more we'll think about collaboration more yeah. you know i'm always welcome Any to come on. i'm always down to it down for it man like yeah, you man. do the artwork you do the wrestling artwork i do the wrestling artwork so we'll always connect on that level yeah for sure man mm -hmm. But um, all right. Well, check them out. The Rolling Pin Podcast on Instagram. Are you on any? I saw you had a YouTube channel. Is it the same? I do have, I do have a YouTube channel. If you type in Rolling Pin Podcast on YouTube, it'll pop up. Twitter is where I'm mostly at. Um, okay, Twitter. I'll yeah. find you. Um, yeah. At Rolling at Rolling Pin Talk. R O L L I. Yeah, Rolling Pin Talk. Rolling okay. Pin Talk. Check it out. All right, man. I um, you'll be back here because, it, you know, my vision is to see people as they progress, and um, we'll see what what happens in a year from now. Yeah, uh, only way going forward is forward. You know, what I mean, can't let COVID hold you back. There you go. No, absolutely not. We um, we do what we do. <laughs> All right, man. I'll see you next time. Yeah, man, you be safe. Out. All right. Be bop.